You are listening to episode 10 of the Industrial Tradition podcast. Today we are talking to Amanda. I have known Amanda for a while. I just love her so much and she is a lot of things. But today we are specifically talking about parenthood, motherhood, and like owning your own business, being a business owner's wife, but also a business owning family and how that all kind of meshes together. She is a stay at home mom. And I just absolutely love all the little nuggets of wisdom that she dropped in this episode. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. It is one of my favorites. We believe that ordinary people's stories are the ones that need to be told. We want to meet you in the trenches of everyday life and say, me too. Pipeline families, farmers, ranchers, makers, mothers, mechanics, truckers, welders, and alike are all welcome here. Industrial Tradition is a brand dedicated to celebrating you and the way you live life. I'm Kayla, creator of Industrial Tradition and your host. I love that our community is filled full of people with tough roots and wild dreams. This is our community kitchen table. Show up here to talk shop, tell soul-filled stories, share your best advice, and shake hands with folks living on hard work and faith just like you. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Of course. I'm glad to be here. A little kid free time. How does it feel? It feels amazing. Granny, <laughs> getting some Chick Fil A goodness. Yes, yes. Which will probably go back to them. Is I'm like you know having you do something the whole time you're kid free, but a little silence maybe is good for the soul. <laughs> All good things. This is the first time. In fact, I was in my office a little bit ago, um, trying to prep some things, and Drake took all of the printing paper out spread it across the floor the other day I was doing a FaceTime call and just all the things went flying shoes everything so anyway yeah which he's probably we haven't got on one of our group calls in a while but he's probably more active now than even what he was like last time we were talking. Oh, yes. Okay. So I think the last time we were on a group thing or a group call, or I know for sure he was still nursing. Yes. So he started going really crazy. I could just, and he would eat and be quiet. And even if he just brought his hand up to my face, it was fine because he yeah. was nursing. No, when you wean a child that you were used to calming by nursing, <laughs> like chaos. It's just chaos, but chaos. it's all good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So Drake is your little one. What are their ages? Okay. So actually Drake will be 18 months old tomorrow. Okay. His birthday is March 28th. So he's a year and a half and Adley turned four in August. Oh my God. We're going on 14. She's the best ever. I can't believe that she's that old. That's crazy. Yes, she is her daddy's daughter, full of personality, full of life, full of joy all the time. She wakes up and she literally, I kid you not, the girl literally says to me in the mornings, which we wake up at the same time, I'm not a 5 a.m. mom, maybe someday, but right now I'm getting as much sleep as I can. And she will literally say, mom, what fun things are we going to do today? <laughs> she wakes up with 
pure excitement every single day. I'm like, uh, I was thinking we could, you know, eat some breakfast, take a shower, mm -hmm. chill. And she's like ready to go. Just like um, try to survive. Yeah, ready to go. Like, what are we going to do? Let's go. Energy, energy. Energy. Oh my gosh. But they are fixing to both be at a fun age now that Drake isn't nursing and you're kind of like, he's more active. Oh my gosh. They're both so cute. I can't get over it. I just can't believe. Okay. So four years ago, had you always, were you working whenever you had them? And did you always know you wanted to be a stay at home mom? Yes. So I was, when we got pregnant with Adley, I was working at Connor State College, loved my job. I was a recruiter and a advisor counselor. So basically I would go to high schools and speak to high school kids about opportunities at Connors. And then I would work with a lot of adults who went back to school and we would figure out um, the best degree for them and the best plan on how to get in the swing of that. Sean and I were very, very blessed that pretty much when I decided I was ready to have kids, and I do say I, I made that decision <laughs> for both of us, admittedly. We were pregnant within a few months and had a healthy, happy girl. So it was very fast. At the time, we were living in our shop house, which if you can imagine was like maybe half the size of an average apartment in the living quarters. So one bedroom, a very small bath with a stand-up shower. Our living room at the time was doubling as the GTS office. So yes, you can imagine we didn't have a full-size kitchen, just you know, a countertop big enough for a toaster and an oven and a fridge. And Sean was working um, out of town. This is when everything was still pretty new. So he was working a lot and we had kind of thrown around the idea of building a house, but whenever I found out I was pregnant, it was expedited because we were doing GTS and everything from literally our house and our yard. So at that time, we were we picked out a house plan, we found a contractor, and we built a house. In when you were pregnant with Drake, not Adley. Oh, with Adley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with our first kid, and by July 2014, we were in our house. And by August, we had Adley. So we oh moved in our house about a month before we had her. I guess I do kind of remember that because we didn't keep up a ton. But I remember thinking, you are pregnant and your whole pregnancy, you've been building a house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so my entire pregnancy, I was building a house. So that does a lot for your uh, marriage and your motherhood. <laughs> Your sanity, trying to pick paint colors when you're seven months pregnant is like... Oh my God. But it was really good. It, it turned out really well. So Awesome. That's good. You still love your house? Do you have any like huge... I feel like that could be a whole nother thing. Like we want to build our, a house so bad one day. So I'm going to have to hit you up and like get all the tips and secrets and everything. Oh yes. I do love my house. I have about 150 things I would change because just not having had kids and then having them, you know, you, you just, there's just things you learn as you go through life with kids and you're like, Oh, I should have done that. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Why on earth did I pick travertine tile that absorbs all of the messes just right into my kitchen floor? Like, you know, it's right. funny life works, but yeah, no, I do love my house, but I think that we will probably build another one within the next couple of years. That's so exciting. 
Yes. That's so exciting. After I had Adley, we had thrown around the idea of uh, staying home quite a bit. So I did go on maternity leave from Connor's about a week before I had her. And then we made the decision for sure that I would stay home. With the way that GTS, Sean runs GTS, they're really is no time that we can, you know, split 50-50. So there's no like, I'll work these three days, you stay home these two days. It would have had to be a situation where Adley was in full childcare since both of our moms work. And since we had the opportunity, we decided I would stay home. So, and that was, of course, the best decision. Yeah. And that's what I still love doing that. Yeah, you don't know regrets on that. No, I will never regret any of this time that I spend with the kids because they just that fast and it's over. Whenever I was pregnant with Adley and I was thinking about staying home, I was like one of those people who thought no more work clothes. Like the hardest thing I'll do is clean up, spit up, like every, all of the stereotypical things. Yeah, a lot of them happen, but they don't tell you that's not the hard part. Like, Right. Messes isn't necessarily the hard part. Watching cartoons over and over isn't the hard part. You know, there's so many things that are stereotyped about staying home. And a lot of those are true, but nobody really gets into like the, the real talk of it, you know, right. like the things they don't tell you, which a hundred percent of everything I do is, is worth it. I would not trade my kids for a bazillion dollars, but all the things that as you go, you don't necessarily realize in day to day, like if you're a mother. So admittedly, when I had Adley, Sean was working so much. I had this newborn and I was like, Oh, like I was for me, it was, I mean, love at first sight, even with the ultrasound, I was like in love, obsessed. This is my baby. You know, I've heard um, some people talk about how they didn't really know their kid or it was kind of like weird or motherhood wasn't their thing. It was absolutely my thing. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. There was no question on whether I could do it or would be prepared for it or love her. When she came out, I was just like, oh, you know, and this is the most perfect baby I've ever seen. But what they don't tell you is like, you have this little person that you love with every fiber of your being immediately. And then the anxiety that comes with that is what nobody told me. Nobody told me how much you would worry about keeping this little one safe and happy and healthy. And I had never cared about sickness. I didn't know a thing about RSV. I didn't know a thing about the flu, honestly, like in college, I probably never washed my hands. Like who, other than going to the bathroom, like who went from class to class and was like, sanitize it? You didn't care. No, I didn't I care. One time, like from college time, and I didn't even, no, 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 you're opened up to a whole new world when you have a little human, you know? And you, I probably, I was never somebody who really went out um, or had a bunch of girls evenings. You know how they talk about women who are very comfortable with like Sunday brunch with the girls. I didn't have those anyway, but then you don't realize like, Oh, like I can't go do that. I mean, and I chose to breastfeed. I didn't know she wouldn't take a bottle if I didn't do that in the first six weeks. So I was 100%. If Adley can't go, I can't go. And that's not something that every mother does or not a decision every mother makes. But for me in that time, in that moment, that's 
how I felt personally about it. That's how the decisions that I made. So I'm tr- trying to juggle like I'm also a friend. I'm also a wife, mainly a wife. I'm also a daughter. I'm also all of these things to other people. And I definitely was one of those moms who everything else. I Yes, I was still a friend. I threw showers for my friend for her wedding and did it up. But like I brought my daughter to Arkansas to a bachelorette party. You know, I was like, hey, I'll go to dinner. But then I'm going back to the hotel with my daughter. You know, there's things that I just chose Adley over, you know. And I think you have to be careful when you get into that, that you don't realize until much later that you've kind of isolated yourself from the rest of the world. And you did it in the name of love and you did it in the name of motherhood. But even, you know, from your husband, like you need to have those date nights, you know, you need to have that time where you're a wife first. And I think admittedly, that was something that I did not see until Adley was probably two, you know, I would say definitely for two years, I was just 100% in that world. And everybody else around me just kind of had to deal, you know, right in between that thing, except when you isolate yourself in that moment. Right. And between you and Sean, it probably happened even more without you noticing because he worked, he works and worked so much that it's like you were at home with her all day. He like, he worked a ton. And so it was easy just to be like Adley before everything type thing. Yes. And Sean is extremely self-sufficient, extremely low maintenance kind of husband. I think we're both very independent. We're both very obsessed with each other. We are each other's best friend. At the end of the day, we know we're, you know, we're a team, 100%. We are not living our lives individually. However, we are both very good at like, like I can do my own laundry if you haven't got to mine yet. You know, he was very good about doing things like that. Or I understand like, hey, let's have pizza night because you're just way too burnt out to cook, you know. He was very good at that stuff. And I was also, and still tried to be good at, look, this week was insane. If you want to take all day Saturday to go hunting or to, you know, go shoot your guns, like whatever it is you need to do to decompress, you deserve that time as well. So I think that's so important. It's even if you and your partner are not splitting things 50-50, like if you're not both working 40 hours a week and both taking turns watching the kids and both, there are a lot of marriages that do that. And I think that that's awesome because you can, you both know what the other one's going through because you're going through it as well. But I think if you are a business owner's wife, things are just different. I mean, he works, he gets up at three or four in the morning and sometimes he's on his phone at 10 30, 11 at night. And it is a full it's beyond a full-time job. And so on the flip side of that, my motherhood is full-time motherhood. You know, I don't have a babysitter. I didn't ask for help when Adley was young. Um, We were very blessed to live by both of our moms, but I still didn't feel comfortable asking for help. So we were both pouring 100% of everything we have and still do into the kids and into the business. So I think it's important if you're both doing such separate jobs as a family to recognize what the other person is doing. Otherwise, you'll be in your own world and get blinded to the sacrifices that your partner is making while you're in the trenches together. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so good. What do you guys do to make sure that, yeah, Sean has like 
the day to go do something that's not work and maybe that's not like watching the kids, but what did you guys do for like to make sure that you were doing stuff together? Is it like just in the evenings? Is it date night once a week? Like what kind of works or has worked throughout the years? Yeah. So for us, it's different for everyone. And if anybody, you know, is in on the Rachel and Dave Paulus podcast and things, now they will tell you something completely different than I will tell you. So to each his own, we don't have like, oh, every Thursday night, we're going on a date every we don't have it just doesn't work for us in the season of life that we're in. Um, We would love for things like that to work. But inevitably, it just it's not our life right now. It's not in the cards for us. Uh, I think I read a quote somewhere that said something to the effect of the success of a man has everything to do with the type of woman he has in his life. And I believe that 100%. Now, I'm not doing like reverse feminism saying that a man cannot be successful without a woman any more than I would say a woman cannot be successful without a man. So I absolutely think you can do it on your own. However, speaking to those who are choosing to be married or in a partnership or have that relationship, do I believe that the type of relationship you have when you get off work and come home um, matters in your business? 1,000%. If I wasn't supportive of um, Sean working all the time, if I wasn't supportive of his dreams and his goals, we're completely opposite, by the way. He is like the risk taker, the dreamer, you know, like he's going to reach for it and then he's going to get it right. He doesn't come up with these random ideas. Everything that he envisions for our life, he knows how he will attain it. He has a legitimate plan for this is what I want for us and this is how I'm going to get it. And I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to do everything I can to get it. My brain is completely opposite. I don't want to say I'm not ambitious, but I'm like... I just want everyone, I'm very the typical mother. So I'm like, I want everybody to be happy. I just want you to do it. If it's going to make you happy, don't, we don't need it. If it's not, you know, I want everybody to be happy. I'm a people pleaser. So I'm like, okay, well, that sounds good. You know, I'm not over here looking at the numbers because it doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter to me and the numbers are everything to him. So I think for us, that works really well. Although it did take us a while to figure out like, hey, it's okay that you're not as ambitious. It's okay that we don't have the same vision for our family. I think it took us a while to figure out that each of our visions make us work as a team and they don't separate us. You know, we, we had to make sure that everything was working together. And that's not something that came overnight. That's definitely not something that when we were dating, we were like, hey, how do you feel about the next 10 years of your life? You know, that was not, we just knew we loved each other and we were committed and we jumped in. We didn't know how we were going to do it and had no clue what we were doing in the beginning. So that's something that has come with time. And now I think when we go on that, let's say we have a date night, right? I think that as a wife, you know, if Sean gets off work, takes a shower, changes clothes and we go on a date, he may not be able to mentally get in that date mode, right? Without talking about his week on the way to a movie or the way to dinner. So I think as a business wife, you have to realize like you cannot separate the two as much as we want to compartmentalize things. Sometimes your husband needs you to be that support, to be that, Sean would say, I'm his sounding board for everything. So there's been times that we have talked 
on the way to dinner, at dinner, on the way home from dinner, about the work week. And we make a lot of those decisions together. Mm-hmm. And if you are not a supportive wife and you're trying to say like, this isn't about work, this is about me, right? This isn't, I don't want to talk about that. It's not time for that. Like, look, if you're in it together, absolutely it is the time. As long as, you know, I do think there's a balance, but you have to recognize that you're partners. Yeah. Um, and it works the same way on the man's end. The man has, the husband has to recognize that you're in it together and you're making those decisions together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you cannot, you cannot separate the two. No, I agree. I agree. Like it's so much like, I guess I would understand like as far as keeping them separate, like I guess I would understand that if it was like, you know, maybe a job that you didn't like and all you were doing, all you were bringing on date night was just like complaining or like talking about your boss or whatever. But whenever you own your own business or something similar, it's like Austin loves what he does. I know Sean does as well. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's a part of him. Like it's who he is, you know, like arguably like the biggest, you know, best part of him, you know? And so of course, like it's going to be talked about and like intertwined into everything. And I just think that like, I don't know, that word balance gets thrown around so much and people are then stressing about like, oh, well, I don't have balance thinking that the balance has to be like completely even like on the teeter-totter whenever really like it's more of like the balance of what's right for you and like making sure that it's right and you're changing it depending on like what's going on in life or like seasons in life like there's probably been seasons in y'all's life where maybe like you did me need more help or like Sean needed to work even longer hours or whatever it is and you have to kind of like that's the flow. That's the balance, not like completely like balanced, you know, like a completely balanced teeter totter. Yeah. For us, it's not like, okay, well tonight's your night, tomorrow's my night. Then we'll have a night together and then we'll have a date night and then we'll have family day on Saturday. No, that balance does not work for us. For us, it may be, look, we have in the next two months, work is going to get really crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that. I know that it's, you know, it, when those times are coming, I know that it's crazy and I'm fully prepared to handle that on the home front, right? And then there's times when, you know, if things have slowed down a little bit or um, he has a little bit of time off, Sean's responsibility is to say, hey, I'm off early le- this afternoon. Let's do something fun with the kids, right? Let's yeah. Let's go do stuff as a family. So I definitely think it's 100% both sides, you know. And I also think as a mother and a business wife, for those who are in that situation, like if you and your husband are choosing this life together, and if you chose your husband and your husband chose it, then you are choosing it together. And if that's an issue, that needs to be addressed soon because your kids are going to so much feed off of your interactions. They know how you feel about your husband or wife without you telling them, right? So if Sean's gone for a couple of days and Adley says, where's daddy? I don't say, well, he's gone to work again with that tone and that negativity and that as if he's neglecting us. Absolutely not. My um, answer is, you know, uh, hey, daddy went to work. You know how daddy works so hard so that we can have food 
daddy's job provides us clothes. Daddy's job provided us that new toy. Um, He worked so hard to take such good care. Isn't he a great daddy? You know, daddy does all these things for us. And we are so blessed that daddy loves us so much, you know, and we talk about that and we talk about, you know, our faith and God and all the blessings that God gives us. And she then work is a positive thing, you know, and I, it's also important. So if I'm at home and I'm telling her all that, and then he comes home and he winds down, then he gives himself to her and Drake and I, you know, he's very good at, he doesn't come home and sit on the recliner and go, Hey, I've had a long day, bring me a beer and keep the kids quiet. So if if you're on the business end of this and you're listening to this, like you have to come home and give yourself to your family if your family's making those sacrifices too. And that's, it's hard to do because you're tired, Mm -hmm. right? You're exhausted. So he may want to come in and do nothing, but he doesn't do that. I may want him to come in and take the kids and Miko do nothing, but I don't do that because it's important for all of us whenever those weeks are few and far between, you know, where you're not having that family time. For Sean and I, it's not, hey, then we need to go on a date night. For Sean and I, it's, hey, the kids need to have us all together. So let's yeah. let's have a pizza party, you know, mm-hmm. like, like let's block everything else out and have our kid time. And then in the next couple of days, if a date night works out, that's great. Right. So, but that's how we choose to, you know, run it. Yeah, it's definitely like a family team. I love that you guys do that because I've heard of like families before where like, let's say they were wanting to like build a house or like move to a different state or whatever. Like they were very honest with their kids about like kind of like how life works. Like they didn't hide stuff from them. They didn't hide that like you have to, it takes time to save money. You have to work more to make more money to be able to do, like go on this vacation and do this thing. And it was like a very much like a family understanding. And I just think that that's so healthy because it not only like, like you're saying, it's the good communication between your kids. So she doesn't think that like dad just like doesn't want to be at home, you know, but it's also like the idea that you're telling them like slowly you're planting those seeds throughout their life that this is how life works. And like, if you want these things in life, like, you know, if you're like us and you, you got, you're going to have to work for them, you know, and like, but you can do both. Like you can have like a great family and you can work really hard. You just like all have to be on the same page and work as like a family team, which I think is just awesome. Maybe the biggest part of that is communicating. Yeah. If you and your partner are not communicating about how you're feeling at all times. It's not going to work. Now there are days when if Sean's gone on the road and I'm having an awful day with the kids, I'm not going to immediately answer the phone and go, it was awful. I can't do this. You need to come home. Like I'm feeling like you need to come home. No, like that's not, that's not what you do. But when he does, you know, you say, Hey, this is how they're going. The kids are good. You know, you don't lie, but you definitely don't pour out. Hey, by the way, today was really hard. Like, no, that's whenever you are supporting your husband and you ask him how he's doing. And then whenever he comes home, he you know, and you're together and you've had that time and you're reconnecting before the next week you go, oh my word. So what I didn't tell you was it was just crazy. The kids spilled everything everywhere, which in that moment isn't necessarily something to put on him, right? Mm-hmm. While he's trying to work because 
that's not a big deal. But at the end of the week, you know, when you do get back together and you're having that date night or that time after the kids go to bed and you're talking about, you know, everything that you've done, you'd be like, okay, so let me back up and tell you what the reality was like while you were gone. And then, it, you know, you're not in the middle of it and it's, and it's good to understand like, wow, that sounds like it was chaotic, you know, and you're like, yeah, it was, blah, blah, blah. you know, and then you you and your partner both have an appreciation for like, wow, you did a lot, you know, I can say, wow, you had a huge week. Wow. You had a chaotic week, you know? So were you able to always do that? Like is, I don't know, like I'm someone who's very much like more in the moment and I've had to learn that like, I can't, that's not always good for me or for Austin. You know how they say like, don't quit on a bad day or whatever. It's that same idea of like, (laughs) don't bring it up whenever you like in the heat of it, like let it like digest a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to really work on that. Is that something that you were just like really good at? Or do you have to like call a friend or does it take you a minute to like, do you have to like get it in your mind before you talk to him? Okay. I'm not going to bring it up. Like I'm just gonna, you know, how does that work for you? Okay. So that was not something that always came easily for me. Whenever we got married, I, you know, graduated OSU in 2012 in May turned 21 on June 9th and got married on June 16th. You want to talk about like young, clueless, you know, all those things. Did not know anything about running, you know, being a business wife and running a business. But I was raised with two older brothers um, and a dad who was a state trooper. And I remember there would be days that he would have that were hard. And when he came home, he needed to go to his office for a little bit. And kind of my mom called it trooper mode. And he would need to get out of trooper mode before he came and played with us and was able to, you know, kind of mentally set aside all of the traumatic things that he had had to see or do or um, the fatalities that he had to deal with. So I think from a young age, and my brothers had a huge influence on me growing up too. So I think from a young age, Whenever I going into marriage, I've always respected, and you can take this as old school or whatever, but I've always respected a man's space as a woman. I think that in my personal opinion, there's still something to that. And, you know, for my relationship, I knew that Sean would not ever respond well to me blowing up in his face, um, just like my brothers growing up did not respond well to me blowing up in their face in the middle of a heated argument. You know, it was always something where for me, I knew dealing with men was easier and more effective in a calm, you know, manner or calm state or when their head wasn't jacked up by whatever event. So yes, I was fortunate. I've always known that having a heated argument in that moment was not going to work. Because in my mind, Sean was the man. He was a lot like my brothers. That would never have worked. But I think just age, maturity, um, and then motherhood, because most of the time I have my kids, I'm not going to fight with my husband in front of my children. So there's a lot of things that, yes, that comes with maturity, understanding age. And that works both ways. It's not I was going to say, it sounds like it's mutual too. Like Sean's yeah. not going to do that to you either. Yes. I would say that we had way more of those like, this is happening. It's an emergency type situations 
our first year of marriage mm-hmm. way more than, you know, our second, third, and so on. So I think the kids is probably like, I don't know if it's for everyone, but I can see it being like a huge reason that you like that you start to do that or that kind of helps you do that. It makes you be more aware, I guess, because like they're always around, like you're saying or whatever. And you know that they feed off of you and can understand you like way earlier than what you think, all these different things. Because Austin and I definitely did it like whenever we were younger more than what we do now. But I, it's something like I still have to work on, but, and then I'm so mad at myself because I'm like, I did not need to bring that up then. Or like that made the conversation like so much worse than what it would have been if we would have talked about it like tomorrow or tonight or like a week from now, like what you're saying. So I just always wonder how people deal with it. Cause I think that I get so like, I told my friend, like we were were talking about cussing and I was like, I don't know. I'm just a passionate person. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like that idea of being like so passionate that you're just like, it's like right here. And I feel like I'm, it's going to like bubble out of me, you know? And that's with excitement and with anger. And so it's like, sometimes it's good, but it can also be really bad. When talking about the business, let's kind of talk more about that. When did GTS start? Okay, so GTS started in October of 2011, seven years. Yeah, so that's whenever you were still in school then. Yes, I was a senior at OSU. He had been working uh, with a different tower company, and one thing led to another, and the decision was made to start GTS, and it was very fast, and we had gotten engaged in August before that, so it was a lot to take on. You know, I'm trying to do finals and finish things up, and people are wanting us, you know, to plan a wedding, and we're getting married in June, and I'm graduating in May, and he's like, I literally just started to, from his perspective, which is something that I was not mature enough to see at the time, from his perspective, he's like, I just got a loan, and I'm getting a wife, and I'm getting a house, and talk about, I wish I could go back as myself now and tell my 21 year old self to be like, look, you have not one clue what your husband is about to do (laughs) for you. You know what I mean? Like I will admit that I was so immature. So just, I mean, in a nutshell, clueless, I'm an intelligent person, but there was just no way to have that life experience at that time. So, and We also didn't have this like open communication. Everything is all one. Like you are a part of the business. He definitely um, at the beginning kept it more separate. Like I deal with this. I don't want to stress her out. So I'm going to deal with this on my own and I'm not going to tell her. By the way, we're in debt up to our eyeballs and I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this, you know, and this is all on me and it's a lot of pressure. So, and I came into it like, hey, we're getting married. I had no clue and um if you're in that season where you don't have a clue the best thing you can do is recognize you don't have to figure it out but recognize that you don't know (laughs) what your partner's dealing with I think that's the biggest thing bless his heart he was very patient with me and I don't think I would have said I did anything to hinder it but I think I just didn't 
I didn't know. And part of that was my immaturity. And part of that was him trying to shield me from like, hey, you don't worry about the business. I'll take care of it. You just, you know, be a wife, go find a job, which took me a lot longer than I thought it would. It took me six months. And, uh, you know, me, I was like, hey, I've got this OSU degree. We're OSU.com, everybody. Like, wouldn't we be the ones you want to get, right? Yeah. I really believe that. And so when I got turned down from a, my first few jobs um, that summer, I was devastated. I mean, I did not know. I did not know I would be rejected over and over. It was a big pill to swallow. And so my very financially driven husband's like, it doesn't matter where you work, get a job. Like, go work at the bank, go, go work at McDonald's, like get a job, you know? And I was like, whoa, this is like, if I want to be happy, right? Miss happiness, I need to do a job that I love. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be choosy. And he's like, we have no money for you to be choosy. You know? So I think that was probably our biggest struggle was just, we were so on different pages. Like we had so different realities. And I was very blessed when I started working at Connors and was able to do that job because it made a huge, you know, it was a huge right. relief. And I didn't know those six months while I was looking for a job, how stressed Sean was about paying for everything, but he wouldn't tell me. So there was a lot of like lack of communication or miscommunication, I think. And I think that that's very important when you're just starting out. If you're the business owner end of it, don't say, this guy's falling every single day and we're going to have to start eating ramen noodles for dinner if you don't get a job soon, like mm. you don't have to be that blunt, but don't try to, if you're trying to protect your partner from everything, you're not doing them a favor. Right. And if you're the other end of it and you're like trying to be happy or whatever, then recognize that your partner is, you know, working so hard to build something amazing. So right. yeah, I definitely think if you're in the new stages, just know that it's going to be hard but neither one of us ever had any quit in us. I mean, to this day, we've never one time been like, I wonder if life would be better if we weren't together. Like quitting is not an option. When we got married, we were in it forever. So yeah, I think you just have to work literally day by day, make the decision that you're going to work through it and try to do better than you did the day before. Right. So have you, so you said like at the beginning, it was more divided. Like did that start coming in do you have any part of like the day-to-day of gts besides like being like sean sounding board are you do you do any of the business part of it or did you start at the beginning or was did it always stay kind of like separate i don't know i can't tell you like there was a day you know or a time when it was like there was a light bulb moment there was never that i think it was just something that you know, as we grew together, we grew into, you know, trusting each other more and knowing like, Hey, we can, we can bounce these, you know, off each other. And he taught me so much, you know, through our conversations about what he was doing and how he was doing it and all this stuff. So I think it just kind of evolved. No, I don't do the books or do anything. His sister does the office management full time and she's absolutely brilliant. And I love her to death. And GTS would probably be lost without her because she keeps everything like organized in check. She's phenomenal. So no, I'm not in the office. I'm not there. And we do make a lot of decisions together. I'm more of like in tune with 
personalities. So we talk a lot about employees and situations and balancing, you know, those kind of things. Right. I think that's part of my strength. And then coming from a communications background, you know, looking at the emails and kind of some of the PR stuff, we created a logo our senior year, actually, and uh, made it on Adobe Illustrator. And he said, can you find me a tower? And I said, well, I don't see, you know, there was no tower graphic that you could get, you know, that looked right or whatever. And Sean is one of those people. He's like, if you show me how to do it once, I can do it. So I literally showed him how to use the line tool on Illustrator. And he drew an entire tower on Illustrator using the line tool. He literally just made lines. I still can't use the line tool. Yes. So he did that. And, um, Then, you know, I like cleaned it up and put it together and people, um, we've had our logo like gone to different printing companies and sign companies and design companies and their graphic designers have been like, this isn't like, great. Can I update this for you? And sometimes that would hurt my feelings. I'm like, we made this together. I don't care if anybody likes it. Like this was our baby. And Sean a hundred percent agrees with me on that. So we're like, Hey, we made this together from the beginning. This is what we're sticking with. And you can like it or not. We'll change the colors. We'll change the stroke up a little bit, but we're not changing it. Like we made it. So, and I think that speaks a lot to, you know, our marriage and how we run things. Like, look, this is, we're in it together and this is how we started it. And this is what it looks like. And if you don't like it, you know, big deal, but this is who we are and you can take it or leave it. So that's awesome. I remember because we were in the same class I think I remember you like working on that in class which is for sure for sure I was like hey I think we're gonna we're gonna do this and then Shannon his sister is you know really brilliant she was putting it you know as a watermark and making you know professional things and invoices and stuff using it and all of a sudden it was it was you know real I'm over here playing school with my pretend logos Mm -hmm. and they're like real time sending out invoices and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is like real life. This is what we're doing. Okay. This is it. So funny how like it became a thing and just kind of evolved from there. So, yeah. So funny story. I made Austin's, that's which logo I worked on in that same class. So it's kind of funny that we were both doing like our future husbands, like logos. Yeah. But Austin didn't use his. So it was fine. (laughs) It, it it literally was like jab it in and turn it sideways, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. So has his sister worked like with him? I feel like I want to just sit down and like with you and Sean and like pick his brain. I am so intrigued like with what you guys have done and been able to accomplish. I'm just like, how, you know? And I wonder, is it like, I know he didn't come from that like background of like business owner. So was it like, is it just like the grit in you guys and the hustle? Or is it like you just, you did have to figure stuff out, but it was like, it just was a really slow, like one thing at a time process. Like which thing is the thing that you feel like 
just like keeps you guys going and gives you the momentum that you have. Even though I definitely stand by my statement that the wife is a huge factor in um, a successful family, a successful marriage. I would not take one bit of credit for Sean for what he has done on his own. And that was, he wakes up and he's always been this way. I mean, he started working when he was like 13, 12 or 13. And like, he has no slow. He has no quit. He has no backup plan. He has no, what if it doesn't work there? He just... I have all of that in me. Like, where's my backup plan? Where's my plan B? What if this doesn't work? I don't think I can do this. And it used to fascinate me. I'm like, how do you, like, you're waking up at 3 a.m., driving three hours, and you're about to go climb a tower that's 350 feet tall in western Oklahoma wind, and you're going to stay on that tower for 12 hours doing, and every day he does things that aren't, you know, you don't go out there with a book and say, okay, this is the instruction manual. We're going to follow the instructions. And as soon as you get done, you get to go home. No, it doesn't work like that. Like, whoa, you're getting problems thrown at you. Like, and the difference, people have asked us a lot, like, what's the difference, right? The difference between the people who can make it in that kind of environment, and I'm sure you know this as well, is like, you cannot quit. There's no excuse. There's nothing that you can't accomplish. There's nothing you can't do. And that's a hundred percent Sean. I would never take anything away from him or take any credit for that. That's him waking up every day saying, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like I never doubted that I would, right. you know? And I think as the wife, you have to be supportive and say, yes, you're going to do it. You know, you can do it. And if he ever has had a time where he was overwhelmed or unsure of himself, it was my job to say, hey, you've always done it. You can do it. You've done such hard things. And yeah, no, I think a lot of people um, that we've seen come and go are like, well, this is just too hard or I just can't be away from home or I just, it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's scary. It's tough. And, you know, he's climbed towers with broken arms before. It's just, there's no, there is no going to the hospital for him. There is no, there's no backup plan. Like you get yeah. the job done and then you go home and until it's done, you know, if it you gets to work. to work, you better get a hotel, get up the next day and figure it out, you know? And I will say he is extremely intelligent. Um, you show him something once and he's got it. I mean, he has that ability. So I think that ability with drive is, you know, absolutely um, what sets him apart. And we have had some really great people along the way, you know, nobody builds it by themselves. you know, you know, there are, um, we've had some good employees and through the ups and downs, you know, you just, whether we had, you know, five guys or one guy, you know, it was, there was never a day when he was like, I guess we'll throw in the towel because we don't have any help. Like, no, you you figure it out, you do it yourself and then you get some more help, you know? So it's almost like, just like how you guys look at your marriage, like you're committed. Yeah, there's no quit. I mean, when you jump into owning your own business, if you don't show up, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, especially in a service industry, when you're not making a product and you are, you literally are the service. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's no sick day. If you right. take a sick day, somebody doesn't get paid. You know, so there he never takes a sick day. I mean, he'll 
go to work. So there is no, oh, like, and that's the thing that I think people have to realize is when you are married and you have kids and your kids have a sick day, right? Or the hard days at home, then it falls on the wife and the mother to be like, hey, he still has to function at work. You can't be calling, crying all the time saying, hey, you know, of course, if the kids needed him, you know, if we were in a situation like that where somebody was in the hospital, yes, he would stay home. You know, there's been a couple, you know, throughout the years, there's been a couple of days where he's needed to, hey, let me try to, but it was never taking the day off. It was, hey, I'll stay close. I'll be in town. I have to run and do these things, but I'll be an hour away. You call me, you know, there's never like, well, we'll just stay in bed today. You know, it's, it's never like that. It's more like, okay, I will try to, you know, leave and then come home and then maybe be here 24 hours and I'll leave again in the morning or I'm going to grab my computer, try to do some stuff from home and be here with you guys and then have to go back. So I definitely think that, yeah, I mean, if your husband's on the, you know, no quit, we're doing this together or if it's a husband and the wife is jumping into this business, I think you both have to be committed Mm -hmm. to that lifestyle. And I think that that's very hard, especially, you know, throughout the generations, it gets harder and harder because that hard blue collar, intense work, you know, it's not something that people want to do anymore. It's not. And honestly, like people tell you it's bad. Like people tell you it's unhealthy for your marriage, for yourself, whatever. Like I was having a conversation with a family member the other day and they were just like, it's like one of two things was happening. Either they felt sorry for me because I work so much or they would tell me that, you know, it wasn't healthy for me. And both times I'm just like, look, like I'm happier and healthier today, like mentally than I have been in my whole entire life. And I love what I'm doing. So like, I'm going to keep doing it, you know, but like our society tells us like that same idea of like balance within your relationship. Like it's like almost extremist, you know, or you're just looked at as like, you know, like a workaholic obsessive, whatever. But I think that like what you're saying is, is if it works like for y'all, like as a unit, as like a family team, then it's totally fine. And if both people aren't on board, it's not going to work one way or another. Like, I don't know what's going to fall, but like something's going to fall. But if it works for both, then like it's, it can be like a lifestyle that a family can take on. Yeah. Or like, you know, and it all depends on your personalities and your marriage person. Like somebody may say, you know, Hey, I want to skydive every day and I'm living my best life when I'm jumping out of a plane every day. Okay. That is not my personality. You asked me to jump out of a plane every day. It is not going to be me living my best life, you know? So to some people may view what Sean does every day is jumping out of a plane every day. And to Sean, he's like, yes, it's hard work. It's a grind. But at the end of the day, I am so satisfied with what I've done. Right. You know, we're very blessed that even though our personalities are quite different, our values are so intrinsically the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, neither one of us are big travelers. Like that's just not us. So if he was doing his job and he was married to somebody who was like, I just want to go to France, you know, you're you're putting me in a box, like you're cutting off my wings, you know, that wouldn't be good and vice versa. But me I'm like yes like hustle work and then 
my dream is to like all four of us be, and I said this um, when we were on the photo tour. Do you remember that when we were at OSU and we were on the photo tour? Yeah. What did you uh, say? I don't think I remember exactly okay, what you so said, but a different car. But I said, and I told them back then. So when I was eighteen or nineteen, I said, my dream is to be married and have a family, and like my ideal weekend is like sitting on the back porch drinking sweet tea with my kids. Yeah, and as many family members or friends as I want to have over at the time get to come. Like that's my dream. My dream is, you know, land and settled and, you know, like comfort, like that is my dream. And, um, speaking to what society wants to tell you, big dreams are amazing and great, but big dreams don't have to be big. Right. So it's okay that my dream is not to visit every state, um, in three countries, right. That just, it doesn't look way to me. So I am not going to be made to feel guilty that my dream is being a stay-at-home mom for as long as I choose to and having Friday night fifth quarters after the football game. Like, that's my dream, right? Right. So other people could be like, oh, wow, that's so sad. She hasn't seen the world. She doesn't want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, my this is my big dream. Mm -hmm. So, and it's my husband's dream too. You know, it works out well that we both have those values. And I think if you don't have those values, you may need to find a balance, you know, like, okay, we'll visit 45 states or you go visit those and I'll keep the kids, you know, whatever. I think it's good to support each other. And we do have, you know, some places we want to travel and see, but our family mission, our family values, what we see in 10 years, what we see in 20 years is absolutely the same. I love that what you said about how like your big dream doesn't have to be like, what somebody else's like big dream is because that self-awareness is so real and will just do people so much good if they just know what that is for them, you know, cause I know what it means to try to like change it or hide it. And it does nothing except for just make you real sad <laughs> in closing that you would want, like that you want people to know like a mom, a business owner's wife, the kind of the things that we've been talking about. Is there anything that you can think of that you haven't? Um, no, I think I would just reiterate a couple of things. You need to know your partner. You have to know your partner. And if you don't, I would take a step back. And if you don't actually know what your partner does on a day-to-day basis, I would take the time to ask them. If you don't understand, you truly don't understand the weight that they are carrying, right? Whether that be the stay-at-home mom, whether it be the working mom who's trying to do all this while her husband's working, whether it be the husband who had just got laid off um, or is thinking about going into this full-time, I think both of you need to be on the same page at all times. Um, And if you're not, I think you need to get on the same page, even if you're not the same personality. You have to communicate all the time even when it's hard and you need to have those hard conversations and not allow yourself to be you know mentally separate from your partner I think it always needs to be and I I know there'll be a couple of days or a week at a time when that when things get hard and you're busy and you know life or whatever but as a whole you need to be fully aware of your partner's you know, weight that they're carrying so that you can be there for them um, and vice versa. And if you feel like your partner has no idea what you're doing, you need to figure out a way to let them know in a nice, loving, not angry way. Like, hey, I know you don't have any idea what I do, but 
I wanted to talk to you about some things like, hey, this is what goes on when you're gone. This is what goes on, you know, while I'm doing this. So um, that's something that's big. I would say it sounds so cheesy, but don't quit. There's never, like, if things are hard, there should never be a time when you're like, I wonder what life would be like. Like, no, that should never, what would life be like if we weren't married? It should never enter your head. Absolutely not. I think that whenever you get married, unless, you know, your partner's cheating on you or gone off the deep end, there's really no reason to not stay in it. So I think that's another big one. And then your family, like you figure out what your family values are, what's your family mission, what is important to you guys, what are your goals. It's not like, oh, I have to have my five-year goals or whatever. You don't necessarily have to know what it is that you want, but you have to know how you feel about what you want. What does it look like? You know, like what, what does that feel like for you? Does it feel like comfort? Does it feel like home? Does it feel like travel? Does it feel like adrenaline? Does it feel like, is it something that we need to do together? You know, I think you um, need to be on the same page about what your values are and how you're going to get there. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. What are you, I have to ask a couple of questions. Are you like listening to reading watching anything right now that you're like obsessed with and you think that everybody should check out definitely into right now like your faith growth kind of stuff I've been personally trying to to me the world has gotten very loud very overwhelming very in your face very perfect and I am going back to the basics and I think that's something that could speak to a lot of people in business like look when everything is yelling at you, you need to just kind of back up. So I've been reading um, Present Over Perfect. I love anything. This is for the, all the girls out there. I love anything by Emily Lee, A Simplified Life, and um, Grace Not Perfection, as she wrote those two. And I think they're, for a mom family, I think they're just absolutely wonderful at like simplifying it. I think I said my word for 2018 was just to simplify everything. And like when I feel very out of control um, is when I get more anxious. So I just have to kind of bring everything back down to my family goals. Is there a uh, verse, quote, something like that, that you kind of live by or are always saying or thinking to yourself? Oh, goodness. I do believe that comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's just something that we all need to do. And then I have a sign in my office that says, one of my friends made this for me. It says, I am beginning to learn that it is the sweet, simple things of life, which are the real ones after all. And that was Laura Ingalls Wilder. I'm like, it does not matter if it was 50 years ago or 50 years from now. The sweet, simple things of life are all that's going to matter when the rest of this is gone. So I like the old school stuff. Like, let's just all calm down. So, I know, me too. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, okay, maybe I was born a generation late. I'm not sure. But I say that sometimes too. Like, I love technology. But other than that, like, I and like, I found that like, I do want to do business, but like, that's it. Like I want to do like business and family and like, I don't need to like go, like you're saying, like do a thousand things. And I'm all about the simple stuff too. I, I just think that I yeah, there's something beautiful about having an empty calendar. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll have to talk about that because I am so interested to see how you're going to navigate that 
with having kids because I feel like so many families are pressured into like activities, 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 like fill up your calendar, like, you know, play dates. Yes. You should like all the things. Yeah. And like, you should have your kids and stuff. And then like all these sports and everything, it's like, they do so many more practices and stuff than they used to. Like it's absolutely haywire. So I'm interested to see how you navigate that as your friend. I'm always just kind of like you and one of my other friends that have kids. I'm just always in awe watching you guys like parent your children and navigate your life. And I'm just like, thank you for going ahead of me because (laughs) you're such a good role model. And if we're realizing that work and school and sports and life are taking too much time away from each other, we're cutting something out and it isn't going to be family. I hope this conversation found you right where you are. Join us to celebrate and support one another on the road to life well-lived. You can join in more with our community by visiting industrialtradition.com slash subscribe, and we will send you over all the ways you can hang out with us during the week. I'll be back here same time next week for another episode. Now it's time to push back your seat and go live your industrial tradition. Industrial Tradition.